it's me, Daniel, and this is Bears and Wheelchairs. Even I'm a guest, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit about you? Hi, my name is uh, Robin. I'm 24. I live in Kent. Uh, I identify as uh, a trans man, female to male. Uh, I've been on T since I was 19. Um, I've got a master's degree in film studies and I'm, a, I'm an aspiring writer. Oh, wow. Got a lot in common. Yeah, short and sweet. Yeah, I like film and stuff like that as well. Oh, sweet, man. Yeah, I'd like to uh, write scripts and stuff like that. Fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or, what, for films, for TV? What, what do you uh, prefer? Like short films, but I'd love to like write something bigger. Yeah. It's just finding the time and absolutely people that want to, yeah, that want to help you do it and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. So have you been interested in it for very long as well? Yeah, my entire life I've always wanted to be a writer. Started out in uh, poetry. I used to sort of perform at sort of um, word slams and things like that. I've got a couple of poems published and I'm sort of moving on to uh, bigger literature, short stories, um, novels. Um, I've done like uh, short plays and things. Oh, really? My time at uni, yeah, yeah, did creative writing, so, yeah, tried a bit, a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, really, <laughs> when it comes to that, yeah. So what sort of place do you write? Um, I, wrote, I wrote a very gritty play, uh, it was only about 20 minutes long, about um, a kind of coming-out experience, about, um, which is, yeah, so, and there's obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm Indian, so um, I had an, a, an experience that was pertains particularly to people, to Asian people. So I wrote this play mm-hmm. of an Asian family, um, and this guy is trying to tell his his mum, his dad, and his sister are, are trying to support him in telling his mum that he's a trans guy and that he's going to transition and stuff. And the mum just doesn't know it's mum's not having any of it really and it's yeah it's sort of based on the kind of uh experience that I had with my mum a little bit yeah sad when you don't get the reaction you want no but uh and I think yeah it's 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 tricky when um it's it's sort of tricky when you you've got a um there's a there's a, a cultural heritage difference as well, a religious mm-hmm. difference. It, it's tricky for people that, that that are English that aren't particularly religious. I think it's mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a difficult situation to find yourself in, and I think a lot of people choose. I think a lot of people are conditioned to value different things, like their religion, like their cultural heritage, and like their like their culture. Um, and you look at a lot of different cultures, they pl- a lot of different cultures of different ways that they place importance on different genders. For example, in Indian families are quite, they're quite gendered. I grew up in a Sikh family where, okay. um, where the, the, every, everything was just sort of the men, you know, the men worked and the women stayed home and cooked. So you went to a Sikh temple. You go to any mm-hmm. Sikh temple, men and women sit on 
opposite sides of the prayer hall, the, 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 the society is quite regimented. So, you know, obviously somebody that's trans challenges a, a great deal to that kind of society. Yeah. Oh, well, that's it. Because I don't really know much about that mm-hmm. sort of religion. Yeah. It's good to, like, educate myself on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not terribly different from any other trans experience. It's still, you know, people struggling to, to understand you. And pe- people, will come ar- people will come around and people won't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so who... Would you say inspires you the most? Um, I was greatly inspired by, I don't know if you're familiar with a guy called Brandon Tina. He was a very, very, very famous story in the United States. He was just a trans guy that was trying to live the way he wanted to live. And his circle of friends found out that he was gay, um, gay that he was trans and killed him. And that he didn't do, it's not like he was an activist and he did, you know, he didn't, you know, march down the street and proudly announce himself. He was just trying to live his life the way he wanted to live it. And people just thought, no, I'm not having that and took it away from him, you know? And it's it's sad, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's really, really sad. But there's something, there, there is something to be admired in him, you know, in his, the way he just, you know, never apologized for anything. And, and and obviously, if he wasn't have murdered, he wouldn't have sort of become famous now, which is sad. But I like the fact that he just just decided that he wanted to live, found a way to try and live as authentically as he could. And it's just a shame that the the discrimination caught up with him. You know. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's mad that people can just do things like that. I mm-hmm. don't. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. What's the best or worst experience you've ever had? Um, God. I would, what with with being trans, I think probably having to sort of cut out family was mm. was quite difficult. Um, I only really speak to my immediate family now, and I'm sort of better mm. off. When I first started, when I first came out and I was just early transition, I sort of accommodated um, family members that, you know, they would tell me, oh, I'm really struggling with your name. I'm really struggling with the pronoun, but I'll get there. And it took me a long time to realise that actually they they didn't care. You know, that it wasn't, it was something that they were doing on purpose. And when I was on, I think I managed to be on T for about a year, about a year, yeah, and I had a, in it in a year a lot of you get a lot of changes with tea a lot of noticeable oh, changes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in that first year you know it's, it's the best isn't it and yeah. um so you know I looked different I felt different everyone around me was saying you know you look so much better you look so much happier and these people would I they were actively choosing to not see me the way I wanted to be seen, you know, and that was that was quite tricky. But I, mm. I cut them out, and I haven't really looked back since. And to be to be honest, I actually feel quite sorry for them that they yeah. that they spend so much time there's so much time focusing on something like that, something something that's 
you know, five, I'm five years on T now and knowing that they still actually care because I've heard from family members that they still refer to me under my birth name. I just, why do you, why do you still care? <laughs> I don't really understand. Especially for five years, like you'd think that yeah. catch on banner. But... You'd think they did, you think they would, but <laughs> apparently not. Well, I just, I love that I'm so special to them and they just, they just can't let it go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, about you, how long have you been on tea? Uh, two and a half years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, sweet man. Congrats. Thanks. I've noticed my voice keeps breaking, even though it's been two and a half years. I'm still like. <laughs> you know, sometimes with me, if I've been a little bit late on my injection, I will notice a little, little bit of a rise in my voice. It's a bit annoying, mm. but you know yeah. you deal with it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. but yeah like it's gone so fast two and a half years like what i yeah i remember when one of my mates started transitioning it was started um tea and he was about i was two and a half years gone when he started and i just was really really mm. jealous because i was like just, it's your first year that's when everything you know starts happening you know mm. And it's odd because yeah. I look at pictures of my I look at pictures of myself when I was two years on tea and I thought I'd made it with my beard, but I really mm. hadn't, you know. So the the, mm. the changes, you know, they're still they're still coming about. It just takes a little bit longer. To, you, you notice everything in the first year, and that mm. first year for me was absolutely fantastic, you know. Uh, you've got a really nice yeah. facial hair. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I've been tough. <laughs> on it. Come from a very hairy family. It's just genetics, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine to come up my face a bit, but you know, yeah, it start it starts around your neck before it starts. It slowly creeps on your che- uh, your um your cheeks. I had it all around my jawline before it started to come up on my cheeks. So just hang in there, mate. You'll, you'll get there. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, it will. Have you ever been discriminated against? And if so, how did you do it? Yeah, I was um so pretty. I never I. I never dressed in dresses. I never wore skirts. I never like, I never wanted to do anything with my hair. I never wore makeup. So pre-tea, I think people did read me as a kind of like a butch lesbian, you know, because I was, I was still very, even though I was sort of presenting as female, I was still quite masculine. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I was approached many times on the street, people just coming up to me and asking, why are you? which is obviously very hard of one yeah it's why people think that that's appropriate I don't know but yeah I had um I had people would like sort of when they're driving past me would go down and beat their horns at me and call me a freak and things like that and really yeah yeah there was um when um I was hanging out with a group of friends of mine um one of my friends was a trans woman and she was quite tall um so to an outside observer you uh, you could tell that she was a trans woman without sounding offensive and there were these guys that were sort of on the other side of the street and um they just sort of looked at us and they threw a rock at her and it didn't hit her it hit me yeah, which was just had the sharp pain in my back, and I thought, "What's going on?" And yeah, but I'm quite happy that it did. 
because she clocked on before I did, they've just thrown something at you. And when they were shouting things, they weren't shouting anything at me. It was all about her. So I've been only, it's not really, it is discrimination. It's more street harassment, which mm. I don't understand why people think it's appropriate, but it happens, doesn't it? Unfortunately, yeah. that's just, oh, alarm went off, sorry about that. <laughs> I've um, had that with me and my sister were out in a park as that similar situation. Um, just these kids. I was pretty that at this time. Uh they literally were like, are you together? But we were like, no, we're siblings. <laughs> and they were just like Jesus. Wasn't very, very for a yeah, respectful. for a society that prides itself on being quite polite and non-evasive the brits are actually really really rude people yeah they actually are <laughs> yeah they have no filter like what's mm. just like what's no sometimes they really don't yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. they don't most yeah. of, most of us don't really care if it's offensive they don't, don't see it anyway. that it's it's the uh, it's this implied message that I'm better than this person, so I can ask them, are they in a relationship? You know what gender they are, what's between their legs, what's their sexual orientation, because I've got nothing to fear. No one's gonna ever ask me a question like that. You know, it's this it's a kind of superiority that that cis people and straight people know that they have you know and i'm not obviously not generalizing but they 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 do do it with the intention of maybe not with the intention of hurting the person but they think that they're being funny and they know that the joke is on us you know it's it's it, i don't think there's anything naive about it it's a very calculated thing to do they know that they're being hurtful and they don't care again not generalizing but the people that harass you and are on the street they don't care that they've said something offensive they don't they know they've said it offense said something offensive and they find it funny that's why they've done it yeah um i've noticed especially that younger younger generation as well yeah the people that would come up to me on the street were pretty much always teenage girls yeah, that's how it was. Yeah, they, like, teenage girls can be very, very mean in general, but, yeah. yeah. And I was only about 16 years old at the time, so they they were about the same age as me, maybe a bit younger or a bit older, I don't know. Mm. Do you think they'd have the sense to not say stuff, but obviously they don't? <laughs> they do, yeah, like I said, I think it's just a superiority thing. They just know that they're better, you know? But I always, you know, I never let it, I just sort of dealt with it by kind of not dealing with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just tried to brush it off and it was just like any other day, like, you know, today it rained, today someone on someone approached me and asked what gender I was, it did, I tried not to think of it as, you know, I never, I never let it sink in, I never, I never, you know, 
called said oh, am I a freak people to come to I mean I never never did anything like that it, you've, you've got to have quite a thick skin that to do to do with something like that even if you aren't trans if you, if it's not people people will say awful things to you they, they just have the capacity to be really really hurtful sometimes and think that it's funny you know oh, that's very yeah, yeah. Luckily, we have um, all and stuff, so just black. Exactly, it sort of helps us to, you know, blend in and live the way we want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Would you say you're happy now? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, yeah, I've gained, I've gained a lot of wisdom. I think <laughs> over. Like since transitioning and things like that, um, but no, never looked back. Never will look back. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so much happier in myself. So much happier with my surroundings. I've, uh, I've, you know, made made progress on my mental health. You know, and um, I think I've just I've, I've matured as a man, but also as a person. You know, yeah. so yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Mm, I feel that yeah. my mental health has improved since as well since I uh, exactly yeah well. exactly what are your goals slash dreams well, like I said I don't want to want to be a writer so that's probably what that's what I'm working on at the moment you know reading yeah. and working on different projects and things like that and yeah. so part of me that's always wanted to do something like this like a podcast or something so maybe in the it's future not- I'll try and give Give it a go. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of, <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would, like, I'd imagine it consumes it. all of your time. Yeah. Thinking about doing one, I'd do it. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Mm. It's not a hobby for you as well. This is something you actually want to do. Um, at the minute, I've recently got a job as a podcast assistant with a kind nice. of. Brand. So I kind of get paid for it. <laughs> No, at least you're making money for it. It's not something that, you know, yeah. you've got to fit this around a day job or something. No, that's great. Mm. But this one is just uh, for me. This is just that personal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, if you did a podcast, what do you think you'd do about? I don't know. <laughs> I quite <laughs> like my... Um, Quite, I well, I would probably want to emulate the podcast that I listen to, which is more about mm. true crime, dark history, that kind of stuff. Not that we need oh, any yeah. more podcasts like that, but I, that's probably what I would do. Yeah, maybe do like a, like a series involving LGBT stories from history and or discussing them and things like that, or, or famous people, famous LGBT people from history, as well as true crime and murder and all that sort of fun stuff. (laughs) That's probably where I'd go. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, I think I would like sort of people to sort of move to a place where they kind of care less, if that makes sense. Like, I transitioned because... 
I wanted to transition. It had nothing to do with anyone else. I didn't do it for the pleasure or the displeasure of anyone else. And I think, you know, I, you know, I want people to realize that it's a personal decision that, that we do to live as comfortably and safely as we can inside our own bodies, right? And I think that's all that needs to be said. There's too much of an emphasis on spectacle and there's not enough trans people saying, can you just let me live my life? Do you, do you, do you understand? Yeah. And why people, you know, haven't, they care or have an issue with people transitioning, you know, to think that we're less than others, that we're deserving of harassment and discrimination. I just, I just want people to understand the necessity of transitioning and understand that it's, it's none of their business and that they really shouldn't care what someone's doing because it has no bearing on their life whatsoever. That's, that's the place that I want us to sort of move on to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To sort of care, to care, to not care in a respectable way. You know, the, we need more of a you do you attitude. That's what I want from people. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. You, people just take everything personally, but it's nothing to do with them. Yeah. Like people in my family that I don't speak to think that it's it's such a travesty that I've transitioned and they're still calling me by my dead name and, and pronoun, thinking thinking that that makes me not me, you know? And I just don't understand where the energy comes from to care because I'm happy, you know, the way I am and I'm happy with my life and the direction of my life. And I just think it's really shallow and a little bit narcissistic to care so much because it's not your vision of what you think happiness should look like, you know? Yeah. It's never, no, a trans person has never hurt anyone else by being trans. So that's, yeah, that's what I'd want to leave it on. Well, that's the end of the interview. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me. No, nice no, it's been a pleasure, dude. Best of luck with everything. Thank you, and you, if you're writing and stuff like that. Thank you very much. All right, take care, man. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you next week. Bye.